Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. What is going on, everybody? This is episode 28 of Pop Culture Crisis. Uh, uh, I'll get to the story in a second here, but Mm -hmm. before we get there, I want to introduce my co-host for the day. Why don't you introduce yourself, young lady? Hi, Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. Uh, It is weird. Uh, We have switched you Mm -hmm. to the other side of the room here. People listening on the podcast can't tell, but I've switched you over here so that I can look at my articles and then look at you, Mm -hmm. look at my articles and look at you. It's easier for Brett. It's a big brain (laughs) idea that I should have thought of. Mm -hmm. It's easier for Brett so he doesn't have to like turn turn over here and like stare at me yep and now of course mm-hmm. we've got to get used to like the button being different on the stream deck i'm sure I'll, I'll screw up at least once today it's okay do you want me to have a fill-in tiger that is a, oh that'd be a great the camera's not on on the other oh, side okay. so it's it's okay because uh, we were talking about having like a plush as a fill-in that would be you know because today uh we we do not have any guest hosts today which mm-hmm. makes me sad because we've been having fun having other people from the house uh mm-hmm. kind of come in and give their thoughts from the house, from the, from our work, from it's house. my house. It's, it's my home where I where I live. With uh, it, it's hard to explain. I live here, but it's also work. It mm-hmm. is what it is. Uh, but having other people from the office c- come in and fill in today or mm-hmm. over the week. But today it's just it's just back to the old school uh, original duo, just mm-hmm. you and me. Uh, and we are gonna we are gonna get this done. We got a, a bunch of uh, kind of funny topics today. Yep. Uh, this is, I would say, a slow news period right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like this sweet spot of things I like to talk about that mm-hmm. uh, makes it hard to to figure all this stuff out. But we're gonna we're gonna get it done today. Uh, but before we before we do that, I do want to say that yesterday. I think at the end of the episode, I think I said thank you for watching episode 26 or something Again? like that. I think okay. Now this is the other thing. Whenever I'm listening to like a podcast or a YouTuber and I he- and they say something I know is wrong, I'm always like, oh my God, how did they not catch themselves when they did that? You know, like it's mm-hmm. like some like rudimentary mistake that anybody could make. Like someone's like, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I, they, they screw up a name or something or, you know, yeah. Tom instead of Tim or mm-hmm. uh, Mike instead of Mark. Or so, and anybody, it's just something anybody can make. And I'm always like, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. But I found that I do do that. So today you are watching episode 28 
of Pop Culture Crisis. Remember, it's 28. 28, which I will, we, we will have to test ourselves and see if I actually remember to say it, uh, to say it correctly at the end of the episode, because I'm not sure if I'll uh, be able to master that skill set, but I'm going to try. Too bad we don't have like a guest today. I would have said like, oh, today's guest is Andrew and he's 29. That, that would have been good. Mm-hmm. That, that would have been good. So uh, <laughs> today what we're going to be getting into, uh, we are going to talk about uh, what really does look like a very great grim box office for the month of January. Uh, normally, I, we're gonna, we'll still do the weekend box mm-hmm. office breakdown, but since we are hopefully planning to go see the 355 this weekend, uh, I, I just want to talk about, I, I went through back through this movie list of uh, mm-hmm. all the releases coming out, and it was insane to me just how little is going on in January. Uh, we're also going to talk about the weird world that continues on of Kim, Kanye, Julia now and Pete Davidson, uh, which I seem to be ge- getting a. We'll get into it. It's very funny. Well, for me, I feel like if this is like our modern hillbillies, they're kind of like hillbillies because like they, it's kind of like they're dating. They're it, it is dating. very weirdly yeah, connected. Within, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get into it. It's it's one of those things where I I didn't think I would actually like that stuff, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I would say that I like it, but I'm weirdly fascinated by it. So mm-hmm. then we will also be getting into Miracle doing her anime news update for the week. Boo boo boo! You she, guys will like it. She, it's all Studio Ghibli stuff. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, uh, we've got this uh, hellscape of a new of well, it's not new of a show <laughs> called The Next Influencer, which I am just shocked by uh are you familiar with the netflix show the circle it's similar to that no nope Mm -hmm. uh and then we're also going to talk about some articles revolve uh involving wonder woman 3 and the the potential release date for that and some other stuff uh, resarding regarding regarding wait is that a real word i don't think so you'll have to look that up regarding gal gadot uh and uh her other projects (sighs) coming out like death on the nile but also news regarding cleopatra so there's a bunch of a bunch of stuff to talk about we're gonna have fun with it it is uh it is the friday episode so we are we are just gonna go laid back with it and we're gonna have fun um just want to say resarding is not a real word but (laughs) resard it's actually japanese clothing brand 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 yeah i did not know that yeah they have their own instagram you can follow them i'm gonna I'm going to be shopping now. Okay. So, well, so you are not allowed to shop on air. If I don't get to shop on air, Miracle, you don't get to shop on well, air. Well, nobody it's knows what I'm doing. It's not fair. It's not fair. Ooh, sweaters. Oh. If people like sweaters, they sell some. Okay. I'll allow you to shop if you get rid of those Zoomer parachute pants you're wearing right now. They're not that bad. They're ridiculous. She looks ridiculous. No, I watched the hack like on YouTube. So for these pants, you can make them into a dress. Uh, then make a dress and don't make pants because it looks ridiculous. But I like them. They're comfortable. They're <laughs> well, comfortable. I but I almost uh, fell down the stairs. Yeah, that's that's like a regular hazard for you when you wear those <laughs> pants. It's I like, can't walk normally. I, I understand the like the joke about you know like what women do for fashion because they have to wear high heels that like hurt their feet, right? Mm-hmm. But this is not what I do for fashion. Watch me fall down the stairs <laughs> and break my neck. That's that just seems wrong to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're gonna. It's a. Does it feel good to be the weekend? Yeah, it's really good. And then. Um, I'm assuming tomorrow we're going to do a company workout required. It's actually required by Luke. Luke said we have to show up. But I'm I thought just that was today. No. Is it was it Friday? Friday, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, I get enough exercise. I skate twice a day. Nope, I, he said I do it's a mandatory and sit ups thing. in the morning. Nobody can make me do crap. I'm not doing it. He said it's a mandatory thing, but I'm just going to magically say, oops, I'm staying. We have to film a bonus episode. At w- what time? Well, whatever time you're doing uh, the company wide workout. See, it feels like one of those weird. Um, like uh, team building exercises that like corporate companies send you on, like where you mm-hmm. do trust falls and stuff. Like yeah. I'm not doing no trust falls. Ain't nobody trust falling me. I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I, I think I said we just go ahead. Let's do it. And get right into it. Uh, the first one, and of course I screwed up right away. I turned us to the three box structure. It's okay. Um, it's okay. You know, we're You're good. You're almost there. We're good. We're, well, it's because I'm used to having three people uh, the last yeah. couple of days. Yeah. So this article is from IndieWire, mm-hmm. and it is. it says Spider-Man may head to $850 million this month, but January box office is grim. Uh, the focus on that is less about Spider-Man and more about where the box office is going. Mm-hmm. Miracle's yawning already. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm yawning because why? Why is it so grim? That, that's like, oy vey. <laughs> uh, so it says there's no stopping the MCU and Scream holds promise, but this month reflects a feast or famine future for theaters. Mm-hmm. For, uh, for theaters, January 2022 is becoming a cruel month. Spider-Man No Way Home exceeded all expectations when it grossed $627 million in its first 19 days. Uh, in North um, of its North American release, but there is almost no chance that its moment that its momentum will carry over. Even as Spider-Man will provide by far the highest-grossing month f- uh, month of box office, uh, it says. Wait, so let me rephrase it. Will provide by far the highest gross for the month. Box office will be less than half of January 2020. Okay, so oh, okay. Spider-Man's providing almost half of the box office for the whole month of January of 2022, but it's still mm-hmm. going to be uh, half of what it was of in January 2020. The okay. only film that stands a chance uh, is Scream of making $100 million by the end of its run. Uh, this is interesting because we we're planning to go see... Um, Three, the 355 or at least that's yeah, what the are. only one that I'm kind of really motivated to go see right now and even then it's more out of like a can they actually pull this off I don't really think so uh, I don't imagine that the movie will be you know I'm going in there with less than um Less than high expectations yeah, exactly. for this film. So it says, two years ago, ticket sales came to just under $900 million. That was lower than four or five prior Januaries. But Bad Boys for Life, The Rise of Skywalker, and 1917 each took in over $100 million during the month. This January, only Spider-Man is likely to make over $100 million. The total for all titles will likely be under 450 I mean... 1917 was uh, had fantastic word of mouth because of the way it was the the one shot format that that movie had mm-hmm. that people really took to and that I, I believe if I remember correctly uh, it had an overseas release first mm-hmm. and the good word of mouth from the overseas release meant that it, when it came here it got really good uh, it got really good publicity not coming from the studios yeah but then also Bad Boys for Life which is a continuation of a very famous franchise from the 90s mm-hmm. and The Rise of Skywalker which goes without saying. Is uh, was the conclusion of a Star Wars trilogy, albeit a really bad one, mm-hmm. but it was still Star Wars. Yeah, uh, people so, are still excited for it. So you can't really compare 2022 with, you know, Spider-Man technically released in um, before 20 December, yeah. right? Right. So so you can't you can't consider a movie that came out that that's not even in its first week 
as the month begins, and then one uh, legacy horror uh, uh, continuation as a way of standing up to the box office, no matter what the conditions mm-hmm. are. I, like, I, I see it as like uh, it's just one of those years that the studios are like it's still pandemic times. Uh, the weather is cold. People don't necessarily want to go out. Horror movies have become more of the staple for this time of year uh, than than your blockbusters. I know Star Wars kind of took over that mm-hmm. end of year slot for a while. Yeah. Uh, but that I, I believe that was the like the in between films. Like mm-hmm. um, what was it? The not the not the trilogy, but the the independent stories like so like Solo and mm-hmm. uh, Rogue One. Oh yeah, Rogue One. I really liked that. Yes. That one had really good writing. I believe those were the January releases. I, I could mm-hmm. be wrong. It was either that or it was the other way around. One of them was in January. One of them was in the summer, if I remember correctly. Yeah. The absence of competition will lift the latest Spider-Man to greater heights, with potential to reach eight hundred and fifty million dollars. Though, uh, though more likely closer to eight hundred million. If it hits the high end, it would reach number three of all time in the unadjust- uh, unadjusted box office charts mm-hmm. in terms of actual tickets sold. It would be eighteen. Okay, so adjusting for inflation, it mm-hmm. would be. Yeah, so the ti- the MCU title generated it's see it's technically an MCU title, but it's yeah. really a it's a Sony movie. Um, <laughs> uh, generated fifty five million in the first four days of this month. The rest of January should see an additional one hundred eighty million to two hundred million dollars that will likely account for nearly half of January sales. The surge in COVID cases is a factor. Although the slate was already weak, the biggest impact was Sony's decision to delay Morbius from uh, January twenty eighth until April. But even then, that would have been at the very end yeah, of I January. Would that wouldn't have helped. I mean, it would have gotten like what is January a thirty one day month? I always forget this yeah, one. It yeah, okay. uh, it's one of those things, like all those sayings that you should remember when you're a kid. I never remember any of those. Well, <sighs> I don't know. But uh, <laughs> like that would have been, you would have only gotten what one, two, three, or four days, uh, 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st. So you've gotten like four days of box office sales for that. So one good weekend mm-hmm. wouldn't have made all that much of a difference as if it had come out in the beginning of the month. Yeah, I just think they're being a little bit harsh too because like people are still like kind of iffy about going outside yep and well in the weather mm-hmm. like the right weather, now yeah. uh, uh like we there's been like there was like ne- like one of our co-workers sent me a message or sent a thing in slack the other mm-hmm. night that said it was like negative 38 wind chill in oh, minnesota yeah. and negative 22 temperature which mm-hmm. thank goodness i no longer live in uh <laughs> do because, you miss it no but the thing is my job as a, a as a, a lifelong Minnesota resident, now that I'm here on the East mm-hmm. Coast, is to constantly berate and make fun of everyone for complaining when they think it's cold out. That's but your it job. Is cold. Well, see, but you're from California, so it's doubly my job to make fun of you when you get yeah, cold. I was raised in Bakersfield, California, and like 75 degrees is cold to us. So for me, it's my job to be like somebody's like brr, and I'm like, <clears throat> time to go to work, and I get up and I go. <laughs> Yeah, cold. Am I right? Like, yeah, no. Sorry, it's not that cold out. You're wrong. Mary, and then Miracle gives me the face she's giving me right now, uh, which you can't really see, but it's very mean. I'm throwing you with the ducks that are like next door to us. So we have a pond that's right next to us that's owned by a different property, and there's duckies in there. And I thought they were dead. You thought the ducks were dead? Yeah, I thought they were dead because they weren't moving. And then like we came closer to it, 
and they were actually moving so i was like oh that's good yeah but i'm gonna throw you in that pond you're not gonna do that so I went. I, I, I switched over here to the uh, the 2022 movie release, the movie Insider tab mm-hmm. there. Um, and I want to show like this is all the movies. Like uh, I, I was kind of shocked by this when I first saw it. If you look at um, the the list here, it mm-hmm. gives you a date, the name of the movie on the left, you know the t- the the genre, the studio. But then on the other side there, you see how where it says VOD for the top one. Yeah, it lists the type of release it is. Now, if we're talking theaters, that the only one you really should be paying attention to is nationwide releases, because mm-hmm. nationwide releases are the only ones that are really going to help you bump the box office numbers significantly. Yeah. Look how few uh, just through January. Look how few nationwide releases there are. Yeah, I see a total of. Five, one, two. I counted three, four. In so, the beginning, so in January, I only counted. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Four. Just through four. So we have the three fifty-five uh, on January seventh. We have Scream on January fourteenth. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Redeeming <coughs> Love. What on, is that? See, I don't even. Uh, it's an adaptation. I believe it's a book adaptation. Uh, and th- and then the King's Daughter. So those are the only ones with any. So, uh, Redeeming Love is uh, a Nina DeBrev movie. Ooh, Nina DeBrev. Abigail Cowan, I don't know. Famke Jansen, heck yeah. Eric Dane, heck yeah. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. I just searched it, it up. It's like a, probably a romance or something. It's a romance movie. So, the summary of Redeeming Love is basically Angel, who was sold into prostitution as a child, has survived through hatred and self-loathing in the 1850s California when she meets Michael. Um, she discovers there's no brokenness that love can heal. Wow. So it's got its it's got its very, very like niche audience for something like this. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get this isn't going to do Marvel numbers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um so that's Ooh, the girl that played Vampire Diaries is in it. Nina Debrev. Mm-hmm. Yep, Nina Debrev is awesome. Uh she was also in um The Americans. The Americans, which is a fantastic show. Yeah. Uh, and then The King's Daughter, which I didn't... Oh, yeah, that's the Pierce Brosnan movie. Yeah. Uh, about Louis the... I don't know. What's XIV? <laughs> Hold on. Hold I don't on. know. I'm awful. I, I don't do Roman numerals, guys. Sorry. I, I know that it's... Uh, so that would be the 14th, I think. Hold on. Hold on. We got you. Tell me what uh, XIV... Tell me that's 14th. I'm looking for it right now. People are just judging the hell out of me right now. Well, like, people do don't read this, okay? Stop judging us. Like, they don't uh, teach us this anymore. He's going to be in Black Adam, Pierce Brosnan? Holy crap. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is 14. Okay, I was right. So, you know... the. <laughs> I only remember it because uh, Final Fantasy. Okay, <laughs> there you go. So it says... King Louis XIV, uh, his quest for immortality leads him to capture a mermaid's life force, but his immovable will is challenged when his long-ridden illegitimate daughter forms a bond with a magical creature. Okay, so it's like one of those weird, like, uh, half-history, half-sci-fi uh, type stories. So it's like Abraham the Vampire that was, yeah, Exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, okay, well, fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got it's got Julie Andrews. Well, weird. Uh, it's got, uh, I don't know, most of Ooh, the... Ooh, Fam Bing Bing. Sorry. Sorry, that was a little bit high. A little high. Fam Bing Bing is the mermaid. Okay, cool. I don't know who that is. She's a Chinese actress. Okay, cool. She was in Transformers. Don't the one that I told you where 
there's a lady in China that did plastic surgery to look like her. Oh, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. crazy. So she was in Transformers 4 Age of Extinction. I don't remember her role in that one, but cool. Uh, good for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is on the list? Th- th- I think those were, that's what I'm saying. Isn't that crazy? Those are the only wide releases, releases all of January. The rest mm-hmm. of them are all either limited studio release or some type of streaming service. Mm. So how can we expect the box office to do well when there's no films that are even wide enough released to you know make a dent in those in those numbers? Mm-hmm. So you know, Scream will do well. Uh, horror movie fans are notoriously um, loyal. You know, people who people are still coming out to the paranormals mm-hmm. and to the into the Conjuring movies. Some do better than others, but in general, they do well. Yeah. Um, so this will be interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I'm what I'm gonna what I like doing about something like this is like I'll look at what it looks like at the end of the month and be like, mm-hmm. how bad what we'll look at and like see how bad was the box office. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be able to get those numbers. Yeah. So there's uh, the Legend of La Llorona. That was wasn't there already a movie of that? Mm-hmm. Do you know the story behind it? I I've I I only I I like the meme of like <laughs> the legend of La Cabrona. Is <laughs> she she wants your child support or something like that? God dang it! No, um, you remember Grim talked about it too when the movie first came yes. out. Yes. Okay. So basically, it's just a weeping lady, and like she she feels bad because she. But didn't this her movie already kid. come out? Yeah. Or is this a sequel or something? I think this is a sequel. Because they didn't make a sequel. No, it says follow updates. Uh, maybe it's maybe it already came out, and then look. Can you look it up on on IMDb and just see what? Because uh, I could have swore this movie came out already. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm maybe uh, maybe I'm imagining that. Uh, in fact, you know what? I'm just gonna look it up right now. Well, America looks it up too, so people can see it on screen. Mm-hmm. The Legend of... No, the first movie that came out in 2019 is The Curse of La Llorona. Okay, th- okay, so this is like a... Well, it's not La Llorona. It's... So the two L's is pronounced like a Y. So Yona. Okay, all right. Well, I this proves you what I know. Mm-hmm. I only am rem- nothing. I only remember it because my friend is named Yuvia, and it's the two L's. Oh, okay, cool. Well, this one's got Autumn Reeser. Autumn Reeser's good. So mm-hmm. is uh, Danny Trejo. Everyone loves Danny Trejo. Dude, it, he's still alive? My dude. That's mean. What? That but, well, because like, I thought he passed away because there was like no like updates on him. That he, he just, like He's like a commercial king now. He's like in commercials all the time. Hmm. So, yeah, so it, it just says it makes sense for Paramount to proceed with its January 14th release of, of the Scream reboot. It is not a reboot. It is a continuation. The first new film of the franchise since 2011 is set uh, for the usually lucrative four-day Martin Luther King weekend. The studio faced similar, similar, similarly risky circumstances last May when it stuck to its plans for the Memorial Day debut of A Quiet Place Part 2. They were rewarded with what was then pandemic's best $47 million opening, $57 million for four days. Not bad. So that's very good. Uh, so we'll see. Um, we'll keep our eyes on this. Like, I, I know that this probably doesn't interest everyone, but I, mm-hmm. I, I have, like, a, a pretty... 
I enjoy looking at the box office numbers just to see what people because you know it's very easy for the media to manipulate what they what they show you and so so they can show you any article and be like people love this new show like I see articles about on both sides that say the book of Boba Fett everyone loves it and then I see I click down a, a link later and it says the book of Boba Fett nobody's watching it Ooh. so the the media mm-hmm. can make you believe whatever they want but numbers <clears throat> don't lie that's true well last night I was. Um, Charlie asked me if I wanted to watch the book of Boba Fett and I'm like, not really. There's not really any hype around it. Like yeah. very little, like at least for maybe, maybe I'm just looking at, the, but we're no. looking at all the same sites, mm-hmm. right? So we're looking at the same sites and also Disney is not really promoting it that much. I see a couple of like banner ads on IMDb, yeah. but that's, that's about it. So I don't know. It's just uh, that, like it didn't really interest me. Mm-hmm. The maybe as a wide release, the, like a movie rather than a TV show, I would have been more interested mm-hmm. in it. But in general, I wasn't. But I, I you know what? I, I think we should just go right into Kanye. And uh, let's go. This is a really funny. I, I really don't even know what to say about this one. Uh, uh, the word you used earlier was incestuous. Uh, the, yeah. the, the types of relations, like just the way Hollywood is. Well, because um, also, you know how like Kylie Jenner, her baby daddy is uh, Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. But then Travis Scott, before she had his baby, used to date her sister, Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's it's kind of weird. And it's kind of like in. I, I don't. I it's don't. Not that word. Mean. It's not that word. It's it's just uh. It's just it's just they're all. It's their social group. The difference is we're seeing it from the outside looking in. But it feels like that to me. That's why I said it like that. But okay. it's not. That's not the right word. But I hope you guys get what I mean. So basically, what we'll we'll start this is is uh, Kanye West mm-hmm. was at one time married to Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Kanye West is now dating Julie. Uh, Julia Fox. Yeah. Uh, Julia Fox uh, once did a photo spread with Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson is now dating Kim Kardashian. It is a uh, weird, like, uh, like it, it seems. It probably feels weirder than it is. It's just the fact that their social lives mm-hmm. are part of their brands and, and careers, so it's all kind of interconnected. It just seems weirder to us. But the same thing kind of happens here when you really think about. Uh, when um, people uh, watch the vlog yeah. channel, people get like Cass a Castles. people. Yeah, when people watch the Cast Castle vlog mm-hmm. channel, uh, they get like a thirty-second snippet of your life mm-hmm. that's captured on camera while you're working or around a house where where you work or mm-hmm. around a bit an office where you work, and then people extrapolate their own conclusions as to what that means about your work ethic, what that means about your social status, what that means about your relationship statuses. And people do that based on a heavily edited, heavily curated type of imagery mm-hmm. that it really has no actual bearing on real life. When you really think about it, yeah. uh, it is really just their lives are in a lot of ways entertainment for us. And I kind of hate the fact that I can't help but look now. Like I made it to the age of 35, never really caring about this stuff until I started seeing these articles when I was looking for other stuff. Uh, And it's like that joke about like people who like, oh, reality TV's awful. And then they put on one episode and and then the timeline shifts and it's like the next morning and they've watched like the entire series of of like a reality show because it's addictive. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's Nick, just like trash TV that you can lose your mind into. Are, but there's a lot of like work that goes into making that. That's the thing. It's not trash TV. It's just lowest common denominator uh, as far as like yeah, trash. But 
when I think of trash, I think of like the production quality. The production value is fantastic on it. Nick, our friend Nick loves the show Selling Sunset. Uh, and it's shot beautifully. Um, I wanted to talk about like a few weeks ago, I sent you an article. One of, one of the two main, let's call them characters. They're char- they're ca- oh, they're characters, man. Okay. Like uh, before you got, I watched, uh, I, I was, uh, because I still follow some of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, like a star, there was a show called Diva, uh, like divas like it was like a wwe yeah. uh, reality tv show about the about the women from the wwe mm-hmm. and they're like she's like yeah it's 98 percent scripted and two percent real so that's what it is <sighs> it's like it is very what it is is it's a testament to how good editing can be mm-hmm. the editing is what makes those shows work yeah so the article sure. you sent me which which one was it? it was like one of them got divorced or one of them got um, separated no, they broke up so what was basically um chrisella 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 or something, Chrisella, like, something like that her name is really weird yep. to me like i never heard of that name but it's interesting it kind of matches her personality but yeah are you thinking like cruella kind of but um basically basically she had drama with like one of the girls i forgot she's the one that looks like christina aguilera but with a bigger butt <laughs> and bigger lips um god bless her <laughs> god yeah. bless her <clears throat> sir sir Calm down. Sir, calm down. Please, please um, refrain from simping anymore. <laughs> I don't even know her name and I'm simping. I think her name is Christina. Oh, good for her. She's, uh, she, uh, all the people who tell you that fake women aren't attractive, that is just weird feminist propaganda. Don't listen to them. You're fine, fake women. You're, you're good. No, we don't care. Miracle's so pissed right now. She's like, you sexist, misogynist dinosaur. Okay. But, um, yeah, she was dating one of the twins who are the bosses, and then they broke up, and then she went to Mexico wearing this, like, bikini, showing off her body, like, this is what you're missing. And that's what this... The, mm-hmm. So that show is a lot like these people. So it says... Yeah. This, the first article... That, now I'm, like, literally trying to find a way to approach this. It's <laughs> Kim... Like, I, I'm, it's so intertwined. I'm trying to think of a way to, like, uh, make this out into, like, a, a cohesive, like, segment. Mm-hmm. It says, Kanye West, if I can't have Kim back, I'll make my girlfriend Julia Fox my new version. Mm-hmm. Uh, K- Kanye West and Kim Kardashian are finished, but it appears he's now trying to create a new version of his soon-to-be ex-wife. The dressing new girlfriend, Julia Fox, top to bottom, and how do you pronounce that brand name? I, um, which article uh, is it from? Balenciaga. Is that how it's pronounced? Yes, it's the, okay, Balenciaga. Okay. Uh, a brand that has become synonymous oh, God, with Kim. Oh, that's a terrible photo of her. It makes her look older. But continue. Uh, I looked her up. It's like, I, you know me. Like, I'm a mm-hmm. movie bu- and television buff, and I hadn't seen her <clears> in anything. She didn't uh, She didn't look familiar to me. Yeah. Uh, check out Julia's look over the last week as, she, as the pair hit Miami and NYC. First, Julia was spotted on South Beach rocking a Balenciaga. Balenciaga top. Uh, fast forward to Tuesday night in New York City. Uh, Julia wore a blue coat t- to slave play on Broadway, but was in m- a much different look as she and Yi le- I hate calling him Yi left dinner at Carbone. Is that how you pronounce that? Carbone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Julia was dressed almost head to toe in black B- Balenciaga coat, gloves, purse, and top. When she and Kanye piled into the SUV after dinner, we should note Carbone is a favorite of Con- of Kim's. See, that's so weird. Like, if I was her, mm-hmm. I would be like... Th- no, it reminds me of the Simpsons episode where, like, um, Ned Flanders lost, like, Maud F- uh, Flanders, and, like, he was, like, asking out this one girl to, like, go out with him, and she's like, sure. And, like, then... 
they went back to his house, but they didn't canoodle. Like she was. They didn't canoodle. <laughs> but um, she was really tired, and then she almost slept on Maud's side of the bed. Oh, he was no. like, "No, don't, don't, don't sleep on it. I'm still trying to keep her, um, like in like her body shape in it. Like it still had her body shape in it." And, like, he was trying to reserve it. He's like, sleep on my side. I'll just sleep on the floor. And then when she was sleeping, like, in the middle of her sleeping, she woke up. And, like, he's cutting her hair exactly to look like his oh, dead that's wife. So weird. Okay. It's kind of like that where, like, Kim is not dead. I'm not saying she's no. dead. But, like. It, it feels like that. Yeah. But he's trying to make his new girlfriend look like her. Because his new girlfriend, I was looking at the Barbie photos. Like, she has a big butt, too. Like, I think she did some stuff no. on her butt. So, oh, that's fine. Like I said, feminist propaganda <laughs> to say that you shouldn't do that. Well, I never said you don't. Like for me, I I have it naturally, so I don't know how it feels. There's uh the. It's funny you mentioned the Simpsons episode. The yeah. it, the first thing it made me think of, there is an episode of the show um, Dollhouse. Um, in, oh yeah, in, that's on Netflix. Yes, right? in the show Dollhouse, the characters uh, uh they can have their brains r- wiped. And then have new personalities imprinted on them. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode where a character played by Patton Oswald, uh, his wife is dead, mm-hmm. and he's had and her, but her brain scan, her her personality, her consciousness has been uploaded to a computer. And once a year mm-hmm. on her birthday, she he has her um, personality imprinted on one of the dolls, one of the human dolls that can have their brains wiped and in, in, imprinted yeah. with the other person's personality. And he takes in, and then he takes her out for like, or like he spends the weekend of like their anniversary, not not a birthday, but like an anniversary with them. And it's one of those themes, like it's super creepy, but it ends up being this like weirdly deep and emotional episode mm-hmm. uh, that was actually like way better than it had any right to be, especially considering I, I, I kind of detest Pat Oswald. But the episode is really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, Kim is now dating uh, Julia Fox, who he's dressing up to look like Kim. And then who is Julia Fox uh, seen with in, these, in this old ad? Um, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, uh, <laughs> who is, of course... Kim's new boyfriend. Yeah. Freaking weird. Okay. No, it's weird because you remember like that whole controversy with Rob Kardashian, like her Kim Kardashian's brother, where he was like uh, dating Black China. You know that one yes. stripper. Yep. But she, um, but she posted a video where she was like sleeping with another guy. But he's, but she's pregnant with no, no. She already produced like Rob Kardashian's baby. Oy. It's it's just weird. It's it, it's weird. Like I don't know how to describe it. It's not incestual because they're not related. It's just weirdly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost. I guess the term would be. I, I don't even know what the term would be. I, it's, Somebody it's, find out the it, word. Like it, it's kind of fascinating. But it says the unit. This is from E Entertainment. It says the universe works in mysterious ways. Case in point: the photo shoot featuring Kim Kardashian's boyfriend Pete Davidson mm-hmm. and Kanye West's latest flame Julia Fox. Uh, as news spreads that the couples formerly known as Kimye have moved on amid their ongoing divorce, I mean, one of them has moved on. The other one's just kind of like it's like weirdly yes. Moved on. Uh, yeah. So uh, Kimye, uh, it says, as news spreads that the couple formerly known as Kimye have moved on amid their ongoing divorce, a 2019 paper magazine photo shoot featuring their partners has resurfaced, proving that when it comes down to it, we're all living in a Kardashian West world. Mm-hmm. That's kind of actually accurate. The, pe- the peculiar spread shot by 13 Reasons Why actress Tommy Dorfman, 
I, I don't know who that is either. Mm-hmm. It's not one I know. Uh, showed Pete as a tattooed Ken doll opposite of Julia Barbie, <laughs> opposite of Julia's Barbie persona. In this accompanying profile of the Saturday Night Live star, Tommy noted that she initially threw a Ken doll concept uh, during a brainstorming session, but Pete challenged me to go darker, something that leaned into his struggle with depression, which had been, uh, which he has been admirably like public about Mm -hmm. that is like the most artist thing ever go darker we can make it about depression well there's like if you keep on scrolling down there's a scene where like she this is why i said like she has the big butt and like she's in uncut gems that's what i'd seen her in okay uh the the one the the serious role that um adam sandler did a couple years ago as uh yeah okay keep going but yeah like she's stepping on him like between his legs (laughs) so some weird um bdsm crap yeah, it, but then it gets weirder. If you keep on scrolling down, like, it's, like, they're in a the bedroom. She's Barbie, and, like, he's Ken, but he's, like, lifeless, and she's, like, holding his face while looking off to the side. Yeah. And then you keep on scrolling down from there. Those must be, like, <clears throat> wrist bracelets on the uh, that makes them look like that? No, it's makeup. You can do... Makeup can do wonders, Brad. Right. Well... As you say, yeah. The if you if you're watching on on YouTube, you can see the photos here. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a, it's not weird. It's art. It's just it's art. They're, they're being artists. Mm-hmm. They're, they're being weird artists, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to be your weird artist self. We uh, I don't judge, and I don't uh, you know. It's it's one of those things. The world is so vast, and the world is so unknowable that I always think it's funny when people try to put like moral uh, implications or or uh, they try to say something about stuff like this as if they know uh, it, that it's inherently wrong. It's not weird. It's not bad. It's not wrong. It's just art. It's weird to me and you. It's not weird to whoever created it, and that's the beauty of it. Well, I admire that they like Barbie. <laughs> of course you do. Hey. Uh, Tommy said that the concept came to her uh, when Pete said that he slept in a car-shaped bed growing up. Mm-hmm. Hey, you leave those car-shaped beds alone. Those My brother has one. And there you go. How old is he? He's eight. Isn't that a little old for car-shaped bed, or is that like right in the sweet spot? I never had one. Mm, I don't know. I never had one. Okay, here's the important question. Mm -hmm. What kind of car? I don't know. A blue one? Well, that doesn't answer my question. (laughs) That that tells me what color the car is, not what kind of car it is. I know. I just don't know what kind it is. Okay, so... it's uh yeah we'll keep going so mm-hmm. uh if you haven't been keeping up kim started dating pete last year shortly after making her hosting debut on saturday night live he really is like the ladiest of ladies mans mm-hmm. um good for him yeah. ever since e-news confirmed their relationship in november the two have been spending more time together both in los angeles where kim resides and pete's native new york though ye previously made a public plea for the keeping up with the kardashians alum to run right back to him that was like at a, in a live performance Mm-hmm. Um, he sparked romance rumors with Julia after they were spotted having dinner in Miami on New Year's Day. The two continued fuel. Uh, the two continued fuel dating speculations. To I think they mean to say the two continued to fuel dating expectations a few days later mm-hmm. when they attend a showing of Broadway's slave play with a source telling E! News that the pair went back to the same hotel at the end of the night. Could this be the Cosmos playing Cupid? Only time will tell. Uh, but then there's this other one. We'll just do this one quickly. Kim Kardashian reportedly unfollows Miley Cyrus on Instagram following mm-hmm. New, York's e- New Year's Eve special with Pete Davidson. Yep. So that one's weird because Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson had been close uh, because after like a it wasn't a Saturday Night Live performance but it was like uh, they did like a late night show mm-hmm. together and um, it says Kim Kardashian has seemingly unfollowed Miley Cyrus from Instagram following the singer's New Year's Eve special with Pete 
Davidson. Maybe she thought that uh, wardrobe malfunction was on purpose well, or something. Well, some people are saying it might be on purpose because, like, Miley, like, nobody's talking about her, so she's trying to, like, spoose up. Yep. Well, plus, like, uh, they said that Kim didn't follow Miley until, like, re- until, like b- the beginning of December or something mm-hmm. like that, I read. So it was probably just done in promotion for the, the special mm-hmm. or something like that. So, yeah. Uh, wow. It's just a weird, it's just a weird relationship. It's all, I, I get what you mean. It's, it's not incestuous, but it mm-hmm. is. It's like, oh, I was, we, I was mentioning to you earlier, I wanted to do, I found a really fantastic thread on nepotism in Hollywood. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the family aspect to it. Because one of, as you know, I am a, I am like a, an addicted um, IMDb-er when I'm watching things. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I thought it was fascinating is because the people that they were listing in these segments were the bad examples of this, right? Yeah. Like where the, it's like somebody who's clearly not talented enough to do it. Mm-hmm. But where I usually tend to find it, I'm only looking people up if they're interesting or if yeah. they're doing a, if they're acting well. So I, I'm always, I tend to be surprised by how many people are connected that are all actually pretty talented actors, mm-hmm. actresses, producers. Uh, so it, it's just, uh, it's one of those things. Uh, it's that industry. It's, we're looking at it from the outside, looking in like other people on a much, mm-hmm. much, much, much smaller scale are looking on the outside, looking in on like, uh, the people that work here. Yeah. It is what it is. But, uh, I do blame, um, the world at large for getting me and you and, and this podcast for getting me like hooked on reading about, uh, the, Kardashian. the Kardashians. I feel awful. I, I come on. You, we need Chris Carr to come back. I know he just had a baby. Again, congratulations on the new baby, but we need a new Kim Kardashian consultant. Yes, we because do. Because he watches it like religiously. Which is hilarious considering mm-hmm. he's like an intellectual's intellectual. He's like the yeah. smartest guy you'll ever meet. And he's like, but I love the Kardashian. I mm-hmm. can't even do his, his southern accent, his, his light southern accent. But um, Just say love a lot. Okay, I'm not going to do that. You can do that. Okay, love. There you go. Okay. Um, so that was that, that that that's the Kardashians. Now it is time for you, my friend, to Yay. do our very <coughs> your much loved uh, <laughs> your much loved uh, anime um, your anime news update. Okay. Do you want to start with Sentai or the Nickelodeon and Studio Ghibli news? Uh, uh, let us start with. Uh, Sentai Holdings, because this is the one where it's uh, Chris will be mad at us later because uh, the segment is literally like uh, yeah, this it, website it's their is horrible not- website. Mm-hmm. We apologize. You get to look at Miracle's pretty face though on the Hi. on the you're the one because I had to move the boxes in mm-hmm. OBS. It is now your box that is uh, underneath all the writing. <laughs> Oh. oh, oh <laughs> so okay. if they're watching the people, if you're listening to the podcast, they have no idea what we're talking about. Also, but the the video version of this, which you can find on YouTube, yes, uh, you can find the segments all on YouTube. So, so go ahead and follow us, Pop Culture Crisis on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Also follow us on TikTok and uh, Facebook, Facebook at Pop Culture Crisis, and on we still don't Twitter have an Instagram yet, you guys. On, Hopefully soon, and on Twitter at Pop Culture underscore Show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so earlier when I found this article. I made a mis- mistake because I thought it was Sendai and I was like, isn't Sendai like the people who did Power Rangers? But it's Sentai. What, uh, is, what is the the Power Rangers? Isn't that Senpai? No, I said Dai. Dai. Yeah, but that might be a whole different other country because it's Simbon. Yeah, Simbon. Yeah, uh, which... <laughs> I think they did all those ones, right? They did like VR Troopers as mm-hmm. well. Uh, yeah, because... We have you watched are. the Netflix show, um, The Toys That Made Us? No. I, I think Nick, me and me, I think you and Nick maybe were talking about that. Yeah. No, no. Um, 
it was Chris and I were talking okay. about it. Okay. But basically there's a whole episode about Power Rangers and how it started because the the guy who used to own it, uh, used to own Simbon. Um, he saw the original Power Rangers, which was called Super Sentai Warriors, and he was like, "I need that," and he bought the um, he bought the rights to it and brought it to the U.S. Okay, and it's like this weird Jewish man. Like, he, there's no correlation with it, but he was like, "I just like it." Well, there was a, we didn't I didn't pull up the article, <clears throat> but you had the one about like the U.S. senator who had like the theme from <laughs> was it like Demon Slayer? Yeah, Demon Slayer on his Spotify yeah. on his Spotify playlist. Dude, it, it's it's in, it's, it's taking music. over America. Anime music is slapping. I have to show you like the uh, Demon Slayer's like anime opening. Like it's really good. Like there's so many TikTokers that dance to it, and like that I don't doubt. Mm -hmm. But it is really good. But let me continue on the article. Sorry, you guys. AMC Network requires Sentai Holdings, Sentai Filmworks, and High Dive. So if you guys are not familiar, so Sentai Filmworks, they're the people who. Basically made made in the abyss, uh, Akame ga kill. So it's the one where like the glowing purple nipples. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <coughs> Sounds fantastic though. Yeah, well, also I could be wrong, but it, I'm like mixing it up with a different anime. But it is that Food Wars? Are you familiar with that, Brett? I do not know that one. <coughs> food Wars is the food porn anime where like every time they eat it, like magically they go into like this weird weird orgasm thing and like right up my alley miracle <laughs> right up my alley i mean i i'm i think i'm just gonna quit the podcast right now i think we're done for the day guys <laughs> i'm just gonna go look this up because no, this sounds perfect for me it has a lot of fan service and it also teaches you how to cook and i love I it i support fan service uh i don't know how to cook. and then my other favorite anime parasite the maximum um basically this one is where the guy has so his parasite and is these are all owned by uh, Sentai by Sentai. Film, yeah. Okay, keep going. And also, High Dive is their streaming service. So if you guys have their streaming service, they're owned by AMC now. Um, and if you're not familiar with AMC, AMC is the network that brought us The Walking Dead. Yes. So now they have them. So before we go, okay, mm -hmm. that was the. I haven't l listened back, but I made a, a comment the other day about an Anson Mount show. Yeah. And I think I was saying Hell on Earth. Yeah. And the show is called Hell on Wheels. No, you did say Hell on Wheels. Okay, I got it right? Yeah, you I got it I was like, right. last night, maybe I was just having like a paranoid moment last night. I'm like, I'm more, I'm like, I'm literally talking on air. Like, like when we do these things, like for like two hours every day, I got to be screwing up so much crap. No, but clearly you got not. it right. Clear, okay, all right, good. Because that's a great show. If you got it wrong, I would have corrected you. Okay, keep air. going. I apologize. Okay, no, no, you're good. So uh, AMC Networks entertain CEO. I can't read. So I'm <laughs> Matt, okay. Matt okay. Blank said the this builds uh, the AMC web, um, network already strong IAP franchises and furthers our target streaming strat um, yeah strategies of super serving passionate audience with content depth um, curation creation community curation with, not creation what Cura is curation i can't read and community keep going <laughs> he's like correcting me while i'm reading i'm being a dick i'm sorry <laughs> with the addition of sentai we see even a greater opportunity to build amc networks position as a global leader so they're trying to beat disney you guys well i i, I mean that's pretty ambitious mm -hmm. but well until disney buys like the other two um uh, <coughs> well other two big animation studios 
in anime. I don't see that. I don't see that happen because they've <clears throat> they've acquired the ones that are like mm-hmm. that are like willing to sell. Mm-hmm. But I think what they what's yet to be acquired are ones. First of all, I think there's such a thing like mm-hmm. they're Disney is pushing dangerously close, and many would say already past the point of being a monopoly. Yeah, in a lot of aspects. Well, looking at this, AMC has now acquired Sentai. So if you like skip down, cool. Cool Japan funds the pri- uh, public-private company that Japanese government employs to fund projects as parts as its Cool Japan program. So, are you familiar with that? No. So, it's a program that's on NHK, which is Japan's news network, similar to C- CNN. Um, but basically, they have cute little segments where they teach you about Japan. And Cool Japan, their segment is like showing you like cool little fun facts about Japan or like cool new inventions that are around. Here is some other <coughs> stuff I found. Cool Japan okay. Fund uh, makes additional $3.6 million available yeah. to Sentai Holdings. That was in October of 2020. Mm-hmm. Cool Japan Fund invests $30 million in Sentai Holdings. Update August 2019. So they've been at it a while. <coughs> yeah, so basically, that's really cool. So now they have that. Um, but it says Country Roll entered into a home home video and electric Electronic. Sa- electronic. Uh, okay, I can't read for Sell-through distribution mm-hmm. partnership with Sentai Filmworks to distribute anime Dude. titles on home video, uh, which appear to be a mix of subtitled mm-hmm. and, so sub and dub yeah. created projects. So in ASC's portfolio, it includes AMC Plus. Do we have that? I do not. Ha- I don't have it. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't have any of these. I th- we might have Sundance now. For, okay. Like, that just, is that last one ALLBLK? I don't know that what that is. All Black? I think it's all um, black. Shutter, um, Shutter. Uh, I Shutter know a lot of people really have good. Shutter for if you're a horror movie fan. Mm-hmm. Or what's um, Acorn? I think Acorn is supposed. To, if I'm, if I remember correctly, you'd have to look it up. It's probably something similar to like a Tubi, which is like a like it's like a streaming service, but it, you don't like you have to have ads. Oh, it's a British. T- um, TV streaming service. Yes. Okay. So something I watched recently had mm-hmm. an Acorn. It might have either been um, rewatch when I was rewatching uh, Republic of Doyle. Yeah. Or when I was watch when I started rewatching Murdoch Mysteries, which I are think all the Murdoch one. It might have been well, because no, because that's that's Canadian. That's not well. British. Right here, if you read the synopsis of Acorn TV, is an American subscription video streaming service offering television programming from UK, Ireland, Canada, okay. Australia, New Zealand, Spain, and Mexico. It, it could just be like, honestly, it could just be like when I'm looking through my Roku. Yeah, and it's, it's just uh, I, I'm probably just seeing the logo mm-hmm. um, on there. It's just crazy. Like we worked like very hard. Netflix worked very hard to get us out of like the 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 television model where you had to have uh, your your $150 cable TV package, which my <laughs> family was too poor to afford growing up. Yeah. Uh, and now we've gotten into like this, like you have to spend the same amount to get all of these things because IP is king now. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to own their own stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's why like uh, all, the co- all the smart people that are getting into comics now, nobody wants to work for DC or Marvel. You mm-hmm. want to crowdfund and hold on to <laughs> and own your own intellectual property. You yeah, don't want to exactly. be selling, you don't want to sell uh, you don't want to make somebody else money mm-hmm. you want to make your own money well for me I just feel like this is really exciting for AMC because now they own one of the biggest like <coughs> one of like in my mind it it's really big because Food Wars has like became like the meme culture because like how I told you the fan service like there's an episode it, it was by like, fan service you mean just like throwback 
like member berries? No. What do you mean? No. So let me explain it. So in season one, uh, Suma, I think it's Suma, yeah, or yeah suma is the main character and like everybody's judging him because he enters into this cooking academy so imagine like le cordon bleu for uh sure sure because like they have different um people from different culinary backgrounds like there's uh twins that are italian cooks okay and then there's this girl she's born in japan i think i had a dream about that once <laughs> this girl uh yeah. she i think she's like a yankee and yankee is basically where it's a japanese girl but they or a japanese guy they pretend to be all american like she has blonde hair and she's like a little bit darker because like she chant like she tanned but her outfit she has an american like a u.s flag as her bikini top and she only i like her already <laughs> and she has like bikini bottoms but she covers it covers it with like these short shorts that are made out of jeans and like her whole so jean shorts yeah, but they're booty shorts i like it already <laughs> and like her whole um what? where has this been all my life and her whole like cuisine that she cooks she makes barbecue my dude like everything's her specialty is in meat barbecue barbecue the bbq barbecue <laughs> she looks like a barbie there you go Bar but why, yeah they, why isn't that a restaurant I think it is. There, there probably is. I think it is, but it's funny because the first episode, like everybody's judging him, and like, um, but one of the main characters, her name is um, Irina, mm -hmm. and she's like supposed to be like this um, world class chef because like everything she tastes, she knows exactly what the ingredients is. Like every every restaurant, A super goes taster. To, yeah, exactly. Okay. So they were judging him because he comes from like a small town and like he has his him and his father share a restaurant together. They make like homemade Japanese foods that is like really good for comfort food. And like they're judging him and he makes a gotcha um a gotcha roast. And basically What's a gotcha roast? I, basically we're getting it we're we're we we should go on well, to the next article after this. After this. So basically it looks like you know that um bacon wrap uh pork roast that you see? Oh, okay. I, I can't describe it, but it basically looks like a bacon wrap and it's wrapping pork and like you cook it and wow. like barbecue it and you have like gravy all over it. But no, like when in that episode he makes it and they think it's pork inside, but they cut it open. It's actually mashed potatoes. And like arena. blew my mind. Yeah, arena. Yeah, you can find the recipe on cooking with babish. Oof, I love cooking things so much but um arena she tastes it because like all the judges are like oh my god this is so good we're gonna have to have a cooking news segment a cooking pop a pop culture cooking news segment on this i know yeah this is like the most excited i've ever seen you because i like food i told you i used to be a foodie that's uh mm -hmm. it's uh it that would have been a fantastic transition <laughs> if we were ready to go on to the next article but let's yeah, yeah. Uh, okay but let me continue basically she was like i don't believe you guys and she tries it and then all of a sudden she like she has like a food gasm and like all her clothes like magically disappear. It's like melting because like how she describes it, like the mashed potatoes are so soft, like it melts in your mouth. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Because and that is fan service. It's fan service because like they do a little strip tease. Okay. All While, right. Like, I had that one wrong. <laughs> wrong kind of fan service. <laughs> That's what I meant by fan service. Okay. But I'm so I'm so happy that AMC has it now because like 
they could go wild with it. Yeah. Um, uh, let's do uh, the Miyazaki. The, we'll do the, <laughs> the wholesome news. Yes, the the, let's, ni- the Nickelodeon mashes up. Let's do the Year of the Tiger one and then the mashup. Okay. So the, Miyazaki, like I didn't know he was still alive. I thought he passed away, and but he's still alive. So thank God we still have the greatest in the world. But he is known for drawing Studio Ghibli stuff, and recently. In 2021, they had a lot of troubles because the whole pandemic, so they couldn't sell tickets, and they went for GoFundMe to basically raise like more money to keep that museum there. I went to that museum. It's really so this is like a <clears throat> um, basically why I brought it up because that museum they have like these special edition movies that you can watch. Is it pronounced Ghibli? Ghibli or Ghibli? I thought it was Ghibli. I thought it was Ghibli. It's funny because I, I don't watch anime, mm-hmm. but I, I, I paid attention to all the Vic Mignogna trial stuff <laughs> and all the Vic Mignogna. Uh, like, I find the anime industry mm-hmm. more fascinating than anime itself. Yeah. Uh, you know, because a lot of those channels cover stuff in those industries, you know. I don't know how to pronounce it. I had, like, two different people throughout my life tell me two different pronunciations. So I'll jump back and forth, but people in the comments or, like, in the Spotify comments, like, you can correct me, like, show me how to pronounce it Ghibli. correctly. Ghibli. It looks like Ghibli to me. It looks with like the, Ghibli. With the H there. Mm-hmm. But it might be Ghibli or Ghibli. I'll just switch back and forth. Okay, so keep going. So basically, why I brought up their museum, because in the museum, when you buy a ticket, you're not allowed to like film or like take pictures in yeah. there, only the outside, because they don't want you to release their animation secrets. It's so good. Like There's the original drawings of Spirit Away in there, and uh, wolf, like the uh, Wolf of the Walking House. Is that him in the picture? Yeah, it's him. Looks good for his age. Yeah, like that's why I was shocked that he's alive. But he recently drew a new Year of the Tiger. So 2022 is the Year of the Tiger, which is the year I'm born. That's why, I, like, it makes me happy. But you were born in 2022? No, I meant the Year of the Tiger. I'm kidding. But I'm kidding. Basically, they always release like the secret movie. So when I went, the movie was about like these old couples and they see like these mouse mice. I mean, these mice like doing a sumo wrestling thing. And they're like, oh, we we have to help the little guy because he's getting beat up by the big guy. So they've been like feeding like the little guy like David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been like feeding him like little stuff. Um, like to make him plump. And that <laughs> same day when well, I... That, that tiger looks pretty plump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything he draws like is very plumped. Even like human characters, like if they're supposed to be skinny, they're a little bit chunky. But so I love it. this begins February 1st, it says. Yes. So uh, we're going to celebrate Year of the Tiger. I'm going to figure out a way to get you guys festive. We can do that. We can do that. We That would be, I think Nick would love that for the vlog. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says Ghibli uh, co-founder Toshio, Toshio or Toshio, Toshio? Suzuki also drew his own tiger to commemorate. Mm-hmm. I like his tiger as well. I kind of like that I like more. it. I like that But yeah, more. the that reason more. why... And also that animation of the sumo wrestling mice. That same day after I went there, I went to go watch a sumo wrestling ra- match. I have the video for That's it. That's so you. It is. And like that same day, like when I was watching it, there was a guy where he got thrown out of the ring and we thought he broke his neck. What happened to him? So he basically okay? he was okay because like sumo wrestlers, they, they know how to tumble like how skaters do. Or professional wrestlers. Yeah. So they know how to tumble correctly. But I almost... I'm always scared because, like, the people who sit in the front of the sumo wrestling ring, they're, like, either, like, 
high paying ticket sellers or like judges so i'm always scared like what if a sumo wrestler who weighs like over 300 pounds falls on you what do you do for you have to sign waivers beforehand they do okay they do but like i learned so much about it so um i forgot what the belt thing is called that they wear it, oh, no. the diaper thing but basically it's like always it's like a very traditional thing and they even have in the back like they have designs from their clan or like what their family names are their family crest and like they throw rice on the on mats like it's so good and how you tell points basically whoever falls out of the circle of the ring or falls out of the ring or whoever basically it's like how we were watching Cobra Kai like karate yeah it's basically the same concept they have, get, they have to get the point by hitting them in the chest yeah and fall um so the the calendar year to, so, so basically they're just saying that uh, this is the official drawn that mm-hmm. because I'm there's a, a little new bit confused animation. About this. so it's mm-hmm. it's the it's not the official uh photo of the year of the tiger it's the no. official photo of for studio Ghibli yeah or Ghibli of the year of the tiger yeah okay but they're they're also announcing so if you read this tweet happy new year director Miyazaki's new um, animated film is in production. So I'm really happy because they're making a new movie. So I'm wondering what the new movie is. The last movie that they produced was Ponyo. Do you know what that one is? Nope. It's basically like a little girl. Like she's a little fish girl. And then like she wants to explore more than the sea. So she like jumps out of the water and she transforms into a little girl. And she meets this other kid whose name is Sosuke. And, like, they kind of fall in love. It's, like, a weird love story. And, like, her dad is, like, no, you need to come back to the ocean. And, like, her mom is basically a goddess who is the ocean itself. The ocean itself. It's, like, really cool. And, like, um, her mom is, like, come on, honey. They're in love. Like, you shouldn't ruin their love. And he's, like, fine. And then, like, Sosuke's mom... Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, and, like, um, Sosuke's mom's, like, it's okay. I can take care of her. If you're scared, like, she won't be taken care of. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of both of them. And the mom's, like, thank you. And, like, she disappears and she, like, takes her husband, too. <laughs> this is still the happiest or the most excited I've seen you about anything. I love because it. Because I love Studio Ghibli. Like, um, there's a lot of folklore that goes into it. So, like, the famous movie that they produce is Spirit Away. So, they have... Like, there's a conspiracy theory with, like, Spirit Away where it talks about uh, Edo, Japan, where they used to do prostitution. And it, like, has, like, little hints of it. But it's, like, a big stretch. But I love that theory. And then their other famous one, their mascot, Totoro, he has his own movie which called My Neighbor Totoro. And it's my favorite drink from Wales of August. Sorry, I'm, like, going off topic but it's like a sweet drink that okay. i really love but basically for that one there's another fan theory where he's actually like a shinigami and he's like taking the little kids away from the living world he's like time to come it's time to die because like they see things that like grown-ups can't see yeah. like the sisters and they're like oh my god it's the it's the cat bus speaking of cat bus like look how many at, projects do they release a year uh depending Roughly. Roughly. Let me search it up. No, just uh, if, off the top of your head, what do you what I don't you know because like some of these movies came out before I was born. Okay. Well, How let's just move on to the Nickelodeon. Uh, let's, yeah. Let's, it says Nickelodeon up- mashes up uh, <laughs> Ghibli and uh, Nicktoons and Miyazaki birthday tribute. Mm-hmm. So it says Nickelodeon pays tribute to legendary anime director Hayao. Mm-hmm. Hayao. 
Mm-hmm. Hayo Miyazaki yes. mm-hmm. uh, with a new illu- with a new illustration that mashes up Ghibli's work with classic Nicktoons. January fifth is Hayao Miyazaki's eighty first birthday. Wow, he's looking good for eighty one. Yeah, and Nickelodeon gifted the influential <coughs> Studio Ghibli creator a new piece of art to celebrate the occasion. Yeah, the illustration was created by artist Troy Mullen and mm-hmm. posted to the Nickelodeon official Twitter account. The piece mashes up Ghibli's most iconic characters with the stars of the cable company's Nicktoons Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yep. And Aang and his flying bison, Appa. 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 Mm-hmm. Are, are reimagined as my neighbor, Totoro. Uh, how's that? Totoro. 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 Mm-hmm. Characters while Cat Dog plays the, the role of the movie's famous the cat, cat bus. bus. Uh, surprisingly, Garfield is not reimagined into something. Uh, uh, He's um, basically Kiki's little cat. Yeah. It says, and was instead taken by Rugrats Tommy Pickles, who was fused with, what do you pronounce that one? Uh, B-O-H. B-O-H. Bo. Ba. Yeah. Basically, that's from Sparrow Away, where he's like the big baby. So you guys can <coughs> see these pictures here. That is that is very cool. There's like you guys should look into if if you like if you watch any of these videos and you have even like a a passing interest in anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I recommend checking checking it out because obviously Miracle is very yeah. Very so if you scroll down, it. you can see the pictures. Like I love how much details they are. So in the front there is Aang, and then. Appa, and then there's Momo, his little, t- little like monkey slash lemur. I think it's a lemur. I'm just calling him a monkey because I, um, it looks like a monkey for me, but it's not. And then like, in also right next to Aang is Cosmo and Wanda from Fairly Odd Parents. They're like the little, um, they're the little spirits from Princess Mononoke. Okay. Uh, are you familiar with that movie or no? No. That one is my favorite movie. All of all of them because it it doesn't really it talks about like religion in Japan. So like Japanese people, they believe like there's spirits for everything. So um, that movie basically says like you need to respect the forest. If you don't, like bad consequences are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's not in modern time. It's like in past time and like. Mononoke is basically a Mowgli story where like she was raised by wolves okay. and she's trying to protect the forest but like this guy that she falls in love with um, basically he's trying to protect the modern village from whatever is like coming out of the forest trying to kill everybody and, and that one's called what? Prin- um, Princess Mononoke so it, okay. the English translation uh, translation is Princesses of Monsters okay um, but it's really good I love it and it talks a lot about uh shito religions because like uh there's the king of the forest and he's like a deer yeah and they they do respect like the deer god a lot in japanese culture and when you were asking me how many movies they produce it doesn't say but um they like are they producing now but in total they only have 19 movies out okay wow (coughs) yeah shows you how influential they are but their movie Spirit Away is the first Japanese animated movie that won an Academy Award. Wow. Yeah, so... For what does it say? Animation. And Okay, for animation. Okay. Yeah, awesome. so basically the studio has produced 19 features, several short films. I forgot about the short films. Uh, television commercials and television film. Eight of the Studio Ghibli films among the 15 highest grossing anime films made in Japan, which um, with Spirit Away being the highest grossing over 274 million worldwide wow Mm -hmm. and you can still um here's like a little thing if you want to watch uh studio ghibli stuff you can watch it on netflix if you have a vpn 
Um, also, you can watch it on Amazon Prime, and you can see like my childhood there. It's like a great movie because it's talking about this little girl. I forgot what her name is, but basically she's like, Ugh, I hate my parents. I don't want to be here. And her parents like turn into pigs. What's the name of it? Spirit Away. Okay. Um, basically like she's like, I don't want to be here. And like her parents like eat this like street food. They ask her, do you want to eat it? Like, you know how parents are like, they're like, eat child eat and she's like i don't want to eat it and they eat it and they turn into pigs and she's like oh my god i need to turn my parents back into humans because they are if i don't turn them back they're going to be killed as livestock and like she meets no face and this is where the conspiracy theory is like no face um basically he's like offering her gold and food and this is where like um the theory is like he's trying to pay for her dowry to buy her virginity as a prostitute oh. so they're like oh it's kind of like that where they used to do that in eto japan where like it's like a new prostitute and like she hasn't been touched yet so they offer like food gold anything that's really like high in price so they can be the first one to deflower that is uh, truly disturbing sorry it's a good movie it, it's oh. a good movie because she falls in love with um I forgot what his name is, but he turns into a dragon. And then slowly she, like, wakes up and her parents are, like, back to normal. And one more time, what was the name of that movie? Spirit Away. Spirit Away. And uh, now we're going to move on from one topic that Miracle is very passionate about to another one. Uh, Being the next influencer. Miracle Miracle wanted to be an, an influencer. influencer. Uh, so <laughs> 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 this, this one, uh, this, this kind of blew my mind this topic because i i had no idea that this was a thing but i suppose i should have uh, i assume that this was the first season of this show but it's not it's uh this feels like a joey tunes thing to me almost joey um, b tunes thing yeah, yeah. It, it feels like it would be good for joey b tunes to cover something well like too this. bad pop culture crisis did it first well, it's just weird because it's just mm -hmm. like, but it, it shouldn't be weird. So it says, drama bounds in the new trailer for Paramount Plus reality show, Next Influencer. Mm -hmm. Oi. Oi vey. First of all, proof that uh, people still want to be, uh, that proof that uh, Paramount Plus is still a thing. Mm -hmm. um, these content creators are willing to quit their day jobs to compete on this reality show, but will it be enough to land them the title of the next influencer? Hours of scrolling through TikTok has prepared us for this moment. Reality show Next Influencer moves to Paramount Plus for its third season on January 13th, bringing with it a new batch of aspiring social media stars. But who are these young people looking to become the next Addison Ray or Charlie D'Amelio? Uh, the cast of 12 and up uh, coming, uh, 12 up and coming contestants, creators, uh, Taylor Olympios, Olympias, uh, Don Morante. I'm I'm not sure how to pronounce these, but it's I'm okay. Gonna, Evan Lane, Carrie Burke, uh, Talon Battle Battles, Noah Dannen Dannenhauer, uh, Nor uh, Debosh, Sierra Reed, Chris Christian Ramey, or or Ramy, uh, Soha Khatib, and Bryce McKenzie. Those are all very very influencery names. Um, have it put it all on the line to see if they have what it takes to become the next influ influencer. Like all of it, with uh, Evan even admitting, I quit my job, I quit nursing school, so a, so a bitch better win. Oh. But simply wanting the title isn't enough, as these wannabe internet stars will have to compete with a series of challenges to prove what it they have what it takes to amass followers. The the person who comes out on top will take home a prize package that includes a talent contract of, of, with awesomeness. Mm -hmm. Is awesomeness the name of a company? Yeah. Okay, season one winner Owen Holt, who boasts 4 million followers on TikTok, returns as the host of the competition series that accompanies podcast Vibe Room for the second time. 
fans can watch the first five episodes on January 13th with the remaining six, including a reunion special, released weekly. Ooh, that's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. way to do that. Also, I just searched up how old you have to be for TikTok. They said um, to sign up for TikTok, um, you must first pass the age gate which they don't really verify um, verify your age. You can lie about it. There's no way to <coughs> actually do that. Yeah, but it's 13 years old, um, basically, to have a TikTok account and to be verified. Let me see. My guess is that, I mean, what is there like a number that technically qualifies 13. you as an... In, no, 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 no. Is there in a number that qualifies you as officially being an influencer? My guess is that just by being on this show, these people become influencers, each and every kind one of, of them. Um, and then it's, to be, it's oh, like okay. it's like uh, people going on American Idol or next uh, America's Next Top Model, right? This is mm-hmm. like that that for this generation. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to be models anymore. That's too much work. They want to be influencers. Yeah. Okay. Actually, that's not even fair because mm-hmm. it actually takes a lot of work to do what they do. It just it is well like Hollywood and like influencers who are already like already famous or like got a leg up because they're already like rich and just show off whatever they have basically they show like the good parts of being an influencer they don't show the hard work to it but yeah you have to be 13 years old to be verified on tiktok it's insane to Mm -hmm. me how much uh, basically it's the same thing with instagram too like to be to have instagram you have to be 13 years old if you're younger than that you have to be managed by your parents which the word momager came from mama what momager uh, oh it's a yes mom manager, mom manager. Mm-hmm. yeah well that's gone on in hollywood for decades mm-hmm. upon decades uh just look at what happened <laughs> with uh well not britney spears because that was her her sister dad and, dad and dad but that's that's not like that's a new thing mm-hmm. that your parents uh take run your career um I just think it's funny because I grew up uh, in probably one of the first generations where reality TV was a thing, mm-hmm. and I still remember America's uh, Next Top Model. I couldn't it's tell you. Running. I couldn't tell you a single name of a person who won that competition. Just like very few people can remember anyone who ever won like American Idol, except mm-hmm. for like what Carrie Underwood, yeah, and, and uh, Kelly Clarkson. And Kelly Clarkson. And then that one guy, I forgot, but he's not popular anymore. Nobody cares about him. Like he had his. Um, he had his winnings, like he was a winner, but then after that, his popularity went down. And then one of my favorite singers that came out of American Idol, his, he's the guy that sings like uh, what, young homie, what you tripping on? Mm. It, it's like he's a one hit wonder. Um, but basically, I still remember the name David Archuleta. Oh, I forgot. You remember the guy? Um, what's his name? He, Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. Yep. Not related to Miranda Lambert, probably. <coughs> no, they're not related. Okay. <laughs> but it's just weird to me because it's just so current year. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that, like, I was like, holy crap, that's a genius idea for a TV show, even if mm-hmm. I do think it's a little bit weird. Also, I just want to tell you a fun fact. Um, season, I believe it's season 12. My friend Chris, uh, not the Chris that we know, he's a Chris that I know from Bic- um, Bakersfield. And he told me he his cousin was a runner-up for season 12 so she almost of won what america's next top of america's model. next top model okay. yeah because they went to bakersfield i saw a thing recently about like how tyra bank how like they weren't paid well or something mm-hmm. it's something like that it, well your models yeah. <laughs> sorry that's just reality yep so i just thought that this was very interesting because it looks like every other reality tv show i've ever heard 
there's these cringe scenes in the trailer of them like uh like posing for photos uh, mm-hmm. so it looks like, it looks like they're taking them with their phones oh it's, they're on season 24 it, oh, and I'm it's sure. been out since 2003. Yep, like you said, I grew I graduated from high school in 2005, so I'm part of that first generation that really had reality TV around for them. Because like uh, my brother's generation had like uh, Road Rules mm-hmm. and Big Brother, where you know, Big Brother's still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, see, it's like 900. Um, oh, the first winner was um, on Andrea Marie Curry. I don't know who that is. Like the only mm-hmm. one of the uh, of I, I don't know who Charlie D'Amelio is, but I do know who Addison Rae is. Uh, oh, Charlie D'Amelio! Oh my God! Like she's the girl that she was like asking, "Is this chicken?" Like it was her being recorded with her family like eating, and she has a personal chef, and she's like, "What is this? Is this chicken?" And they're like, "Oh, it's this meat." And she's like, "I don't want it," and she was like acting like a spoiled brat. Uh, sounds she, about right. Sounds she like has her own reality TV show on Hulu. I don't. Yeah, so I don't recommend watching them because, like, do dude. Charlie and Dixie <clears throat> D'Amelio get jealous of each other? Mm-hmm. Hear their thoughts on sibling rivalry. For me, I Blech. think like, I think like her popularity is gonna run out. But I don't like her. She's like a spoiled brat. Like she was already rich before becoming an influencer. Her parents were. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm not dishing on like spoiled kids. I mean, rich kids. She's totally dishing on spoiled kids. Um. Direct but, your hate. I'm not hating on I'm you guys. I'm kidding. Yeah, because like, quote unquote, um, my family calls me a spoiled child because like I got things handed to me a lot. The uh, Addison Rae is the mm-hmm. one who got in trouble for like uh, like shaking Donald Trump's hand, right? I think so. At yeah. like a, an MMA event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a TikToker Candace. Can- Did you see this uh, TikTok? TikToker Candace Candy Murley dies unexpectedly at age 36. Yeah, I saw that. Between that and like all the soccer players, oh, sorry, football players that keep like randomly just like dying. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, all the stuff, man. But remember Michelle Kwan being like our world's I, first influencer? I, I, I remember the name. I don't, was she she's, a pro figure skater or something? Yeah, she is. And she's okay. had her first baby. Okay. Uh, like I saw that the other day. I'm like Michelle Quant. Wasn't she? She a figure skater? I couldn't remember who yeah. the hell she was. But you remember her name used to be Big no. because of fig- because of what? Figure skating. Never mind. Brett no. doesn't watch figure skating. I do. <laughs> I I know who the <coughs> Brian Boitano is because of South Park and. I uh, and whoever the guy was that did the backflip, and mm-hmm. then there was the documentary and the woman who did the backflip first, and mm-hmm. then they claimed it was because. What of about the, Tanya? Tanya, I was going to say, and I know who Tanya Harding and and uh, uh, Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah, Is that sounds the other about one? right. Nobody cares about that other one. No, who's the other one? <laughs> Let me search up. The, you just continue talking and look pretty. I saw the movie I Tanya, uh, I Tanya too. I should remember this stuff. Uh, holy crap! Um, <laughs> she's a retired boxer now. Uh, Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> I was right. I was gonna say Carrie Strug, mm-hmm. but Carrie Strug was the uh, Olympic gymnast from the U.S. <laughs> who, in the 1996 Olympics, did the vault uh, with a broken ankle and landed it. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I remembered. So. Uh, what happened? Uh, 1994, Kerr- Kerrigan is attacked. Fast forward three years later and Kerrigan becomes the victim of Harding and uh, 
Galuli's lust to win hired hitman stant clubs Kerrigan's right knee and cameras were able to capture the immediate aftermath I still not to mention it became a very famous meme yeah uh, of like my plans mm-hmm. and, and then it's a and then uh, it's a it, my plans are on Nancy Kerrigan mm-hmm. and then it says uh, Omicron virus and then it's Tanya Harding yeah no it's funny they also have a move um, a movie that's called Nancy and Tanya in 2014 before I Tanya movie came out I'm guessing that the Nancy and Tanya one was kind of like a regular documentary rather than like a Hollywood uh, mm-hmm. block but well, it's not like it was a blockbuster movie but it was like a Hollywood production mm-hmm. interesting I don't know. I don't know. So, so uh, this is the, here's the real question, Miracle. Yes. Uh, are you going to try out for uh, next influencer? Well, we already have a podcast. Why do I need that? Uh, so you can become an influencer. But that requires me to have social, social media. media. <laughs> <laughs> then your 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 tagline at the end of these episodes won't work anymore. Exactly. It requires me to She'll have be like, it. I have social media and it rots your brain. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you'll have to say. That's what you'll have to say. It doesn't sound catchy. It does not. It does not. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could be though you never know no um, because like that just ruins it like i have social media and you shouldn't have it because it rots your brain hypocrite the- i'm miracle the hypocrite well oh imagine an influencer without social media is that even possible i think so because How? you have to catch them wherever they're at it's like voyeur <laughs> it's like a, a weird voyeur influencer where like the only like like the like fake drake yeah the the fake drake guy mm-hmm. who they always catch out in clubs in miami yeah well um it's hannah clara talked about it um last time she said like mary kate and ashley they don't have social media but yeah but they were famous before influencers were even a thing they were on the full house and they had mary kate and ashley olsen movies they were yeah. they were very big hey well i used to have a brush that was owned by them like the company oh okay i was like you had a like a, where did you get the money for that it must have cost you a fortune <laughs> okay uh I, i'm moving on okay We're let's moving, talk I, about the wonder women's the, the wonder women's uh this is uh wonder woman del, del, i brought this up because um yesterday we mm-hmm. discussed gal gadot and the whole um situation regarding stop eating on camera miracle mm-hmm I'm just letting it sit there. People can just deal with it. I'm not eating. She's eating, folks. Okay, no, I let no. it hit. So she stopped chewing because she didn't want to do the weird chewing ASMR that everybody in human history hates. No, oh, that's an adorable pose. You okay there? I'm trying to finish the cookie. Well, you should have thought of that beforehand. Well, I was planning to suck on it until you pointed it out. Well, yeah, you can't. It's like nobody wants to hear. No, I was planning to suck on it and then let it dissolve. That's what you do with chips. You guys remember <sighs> when, like, you had that one teacher that was like, no eating in class. So, like, when you want to eat chips, like, you put it in your mouth, like, quickly and then suck on it until it's soft and then you mash it together. Oh, goodness, miracle. So. I'll let you finish chewing. That's fine. I just finished. Um, when when Wonder Woman when will we get Wonder Woman three? Probably be it says when Wonder Woman three will quote 
probably begin filming, according to Gal Gadot. Uh, and I wanted to bring this up because we talked about, me and you talked about this yesterday on the air with, uh, with um, Carter, mm-hmm. but we were talking to Hannah Claire after the show, mm-hmm. and she was like, well, is she even doing it? Because she, she seemed to think that like as bad as like the cringy Imagine video was, yeah. I was like, but it hasn't really hurt her career. Mm-mm. Not at all. And she's like, yeah, well, what has she done since then? And I'm like, she's got plenty of stuff going on. She's been acting more. She's got Death on the Nile coming out. <coughs> she did Wonder Woman 1984. She's yeah. going to do Cleopatra. And that's what the second article here is about. But it says, on December 27th, 2020, two, just two days after Woman, Wonder Woman 1984 premiered in both theaters and on HBO Max, Warner Brothers and DC Films officially greenlit the Wonder Woman 3 movie. This will mark Gal Gadot's sixth outing as Diana from of Themyscira, counting Zack Snyder's Justice League, and a third time working with director Patty Jenkins... Uh, where did I go here? Uh, in the in the DC comic space. However, according to Gadot, it'll be a while bef- until Wonder Woman three finally starts rolling cameras. Although Patty Jenkins has been thinking about uh, has been th- has been thinking about to deliver in Wonder what? Although Patty Jenkins has been thinking about to deliver in Wonder Woman three ever since ni- Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. I think what they meant to say was although Patty Jenkins has been thinking about what to deliver. Yeah. In Wonder Woman three. Since Wonder Woman 1984 finished principal photography in early 2019, evidently there is still plenty of work that still needs to be done on the story. Here's an update uh, Gal Gadot provided about the threequel, ooh, clever wording, in an extensive interview with InStyle. Quote, we're developing the script right now. We're probably, we'll probably start in a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Wow. So as things stand now, Wonder Woman 3 will likely won't begin filming until, uh, what did I say there? Um... Soon. Summer 2023. So mm-hmm. wow, uh, which means that accounting for extensive post-production, pr- the, the extensive post-production process on a blockbuster like this, the earliest we would expect it is by summer 2024. Mm-hmm. So that's like a long, long ways away. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you really think about the fact that 2022 just started, that's that's low end. It would we would get it in 2024. Exactly. Probably the end of that year. Um, with the COVID 19, you know. Uh, even with Wonder Woman 1984 not coming out until a year past its original announced release date, partially due to the COVID-19 pandemic, there is still a three and a half year gap between it and its predecessor. Still, because I believe Wonder Woman, uh, the original Wonder Woman came out mm-hmm. in 2017. Uh, still, you can't rush putting together a movie and considering Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins' busy schedules, which is what mm-hmm. I was referring to, not to mention how the pandemic is still affecting our lives. It's not entirely surprising that Wonder Woman 3's shoot is so far away. Gadot is set to start in projects like Disney's live-action Snow White and the Seven Dwarves remake. I didn't know about that at all. Did you know about that? Mm-mm. Okay, she's, so she's going to play Snow White? I didn't even know they were making another Snow White Neither movie. Neither did I. I will search that up. L- look, yeah, yeah. Heart of Stone, a miniseries about Hedy Lamar and uh, Cleopatra movie, the latter of which Jenkins was also once attached to Helm. As for Jenkins, along with Wonder Woman 3, she still plans to make the Star Wars movie Rogue Squadron, although as of last November, its production reportedly won't begin until 2022. Oh, she plays the evil queen. Does it say who's playing Snow White? Mm, I'm going to read it right now. That... So I'm reading from Deadline.com. It says Galactic Gadot to play Evil Queen in Disney live action Snow White. So it's a live action stud. Mm, right here. Uh, Anything? Nope. Nothing. No idea. Okay. I also know that they're going to be making a spinoff of uh, 
called the Amazons, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So it's like going to take place on Themyscira. Mm-hmm. You would hope that she would at least come back to at least some uh, at some point in that. Uh, it says, oh yeah, here it, is. it says, as far as Wonder Woman 3 is concerned, ahead of the COVID-19 pandemic, we learned that it is set in present day and, uh, and will tie into the Amazon spinoff oh. that takes place after Diana, Diana left the mascara. Mm-hmm. However, a few weeks before Wonder Woman 1984 came out, Pandy Jenkins said that she'd stopped working on the story. She's hashed out with Jeff Johns, once the sequel's co-writers with Gal Gadot, now saying that the script is still being developed. It's possible that Wonder Woman 3 went through a major overhaul, so it's hard to say at this point what we can expect from it. Um, my guess is that uh, the script gets reined in more with uh, the fact that Wonder Woman 1984 was near was not nearly as well received as yeah. the original Wonder Woman, and that's mainly because Patty Jenkins, who directed both of them, had almost free reign to mm-hmm. do on the story on Wonder Woman 1984, and yeah. directing and writing aren't really the same skill set. So mm-hmm. just because she's a fantastic director doesn't mean that she's going to write the most uh, amazing story. That's not a knock on mm-hmm. her. We're, I'm just saying that... It's just a talent that she didn't require. Uh, that just was, in my opinion, wasn't there in, mm-hmm. in that movie. Uh, I believe that Wonder Woman, the original film from 2017, uh, is the far superior movie mm-hmm. uh, in that series. Uh, Wonder Woman... 19, okay, all you have to do if you've never seen it is look in, just look up the, uh, the weird situation involving um, Trevor... Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, uh, Steve Trevor and uh, Wonder Woman and the guy she makes look like mm-hmm. him and why that story that aspect of the story ever made it onto screen mm-hmm. should have never happened yeah also I did find out who's going to play Snow White it's the actress who played in West Side Story Rachel uh, uh, Rachel um, not Adams uh, it starts with a Z, uh, Z- uh, Zie- not Ziegler yeah uh, Ziegler Zegler Ziegler, Ziegler. Okay, cool. And um, there is a trailer for this. We had not heard of this, I but there's a that. teaser trailer. Uh, well, it's probably just uh, it, like small clips of it. Mm-hmm. So it says, um, the first, uh, this is another article of, about Wonder Woman 1984 that they mm-hmm. were talking about. So she was also in, um, she's going to be in The Flash. So yeah. she will pr- she will have a scenes in The Flash. She was in Red Notice recently. Mm-hmm. She was in, um, oh, and then they're also saying she might appear in Aquaman. Yeah. So, but also remember, we just did a story the other day mm-hmm. where they're talking about how they're getting rid of all of the Snyderverse mm-hmm. in favor of uh, Michael Keaton coming back to play grizzled old Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And then we're going to get uh, Supergirl and mm-hmm. soup and uh, Batgirl, and we're going to get the DCEU, and then Ezra Miller, and then there'll be no uh, alpha male heroes. It'll just be effeminate men. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, where just does where it. does she fit in that in that realm? Right, like yeah. uh, whether people like it or not, people uh, love Henry Cavill as Superman. Mm-hmm. People love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, and there's even a large sector of the fans where even though they didn't like Batman versus Superman, love Ben Affleck as Batman, but he is on his way out as well. He's yeah. he's long gone Mm -hmm. so it really does feel like they want to they just want to start over i have no idea why it feels like dc's trying to to burn it all down in favor of like uh no plan whatsoever into activism Mm -hmm. which is stupid um 
Oh yeah, this was the other thing. It says uh, the first Wonder Woman movie was a blockbuster that brought in 822 million, mm-hmm. with most critics and fans liking the movie. However, the same can't be said about Wonder Woman 1984, which was a huge bust on HBO Max and in theaters. And remember, that is a day and date release, meaning mm-hmm. that the fact that you could see it on HBO Max affects the box office for that movie. Yeah, you like if you can choose to stay home and watch it, especially since it came out in a time where more people were still more afraid of the pandemic than they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, the it was a huge bust and it says uh, fans gave it a 58 and critics a 73 so mm-hmm. even that's not that great of a score 73 is still pretty low for a, a female-led superhero which as we know critics love to stand for mm-hmm. um for no reason other than it's female led and they tend to ignore the shortcomings in favor of the activist angle to that mm-hmm. uh, rumors of Patty Jenkins butted that she butted heads with uh, Zack Snyder and his team on the first movie which was a big success so ironically Jenkins got her wish to develop Wonder Woman 1984 on her own which turned out to be a complete disaster as it was really meant to do is mock the politics of the time so eh, there's some editorializing there that's fine yeah. but I, I before we finish I wanted to go on to this thing about Cleopatra and Gal Gadot because I just wanted to yeah. continue on this okay, thing about uh, Gal Gadot and the, just the amount of work she's getting right now. This is from the Mary Sue. Mm-hmm. So this is this article. You know, beware uh, of uh, all the snark. Beware, people. All the snark that you're going to hear. It says, when Gal Gadot was cast as the Egyptian uh, queen Cleopatra Seventh, it, it created a lot of controversy. But in the latest issue of InStyle's February Badass Women issue... Gadot spoke about what, it, uh, what this new film will highlight about the ancient ruler. I can't reveal a lot. It says, quote, I can't reveal a lot, but I can tell you that we're going to celebrate the Cleopatra story, Gadot told InStyle. We're going to show not just how sexy and appealing she was, but how strategic and smart and how much impact she had and still has on the world, to, uh, on the world we're living in today. Mm-hmm. So remember, um, you can't show hot women uh, because that's uh, the male gaze. The male mm-hmm. gaze is bad. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Um, so you know, even though she was known for for that, uh, and we haven't even gotten down to the real reason people were mad about her being uh, cast as Cleopatra, as I'm sure you can imagine. Mm-hmm. The actress added, "I've watched all the Cleopatra movies throughout history, but I feel like we're telling the story the world needs to hear now." Oh God. Uh, so that means uh, it's going to take a historical event and somehow try to fit it into the context of like modern issues, which is going to be stupid. <laughs> it's dumb because Cleopatra, if you don't know the story behind her, she's like an all-knowing ruler. So <laughs> it's just it's uh, they're going to try to find some way to fit it into the politics and uh, social issues of today, which mm-hmm. will be stupid. That is my ver- my opinion. It's not me saying the whole movie's stupid. It's me saying it's going to be dumb, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's okay. Just remember, there's an anime that they're going to produce that has badminton. It's all about badminton. The sport badminton? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> it says, Carrie Scogland will replace Patty Jenkins as the director of the project, but the latter will still be producing the film, maintaining the working relationship between Gadot and Jenkins. Many people felt conflicted about Gal Gadot playing the Egyptian queen, rehashing long-running conversations about the race and ethnicity of Cleopatra. Uh, he, uh, historically, as we know, Cleopatra, Cleopatra was of Greek heritage, specifically Macedonian. Because she was part of the Ptolemaic uh, dynasty, which was installed after the colonization of Egypt by Alexander the Great, there have been some speculation as to whether Cleopatra's mother, Cleopatra VI, uh, Trephania, uh, or someone else who was a... a it says, whether Cleopatra's... Uh, wait. There was some speculation as to whether Cleopatra's mother was... 
Oh, what? They don't even know if it, this was her mom. So it says there was some speculation as to whether Cleopatra's mother was Cleopatra the sixth, Trifania, or someone else who was a woman of color. Personally, from the research I've read, Cleopatra was likely just Greek. In response to all this discussion, Gadot said, quote, First of all, you want to be true to the facts that Cleopatra was Macedonian. We were looking for a Macedonian actress that could fit Cleopatra. She wasn't there, and I was very passionate about Cleopatra. I have friends from across the globe, whether they're Muslims mm -hmm. or Christian or Catholic or atheist or Buddhist or Jewish, of course. Gadot continued, There are people, and with, uh, and with me, I want to celebrate the legacy of Cleopatra and honor this amazing historic icon and I, that I admire so much. Yeah. You know, anybody can can make this movie and anybody can go ahead and do it i'm very passionate that it's, i'm going to do it on my own when so uh, what some have said is that despite cleopatra being likely greek casting an egyptian arabic actress would have still been a great opportunity for an actress of that background that is stupid yeah. because that's just like we talked about with Anne Boleyn. Yep. You don't uh, you know like we're not going to make um a movie about uh um, Rosa Parks with somebody of another race. Uh, if just Rosa because Parks has to be Hispanic, then the, if they wanted to go that route, so it's like you don't make a movie about Rosa Parks and change the race or ethnicity just because mm -hmm. it's a great opportunity for someone else in this time. When you're if you're if you're going to change uh, the race and ethnicity of fictional characters, I still even have a problem with that. But yeah. I give it a little bit more leeway than I would doing it to historical figures, which is a level of revisionism that only could happen in 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, that let me rephrase that. That's happened all throughout history there's been whitewashing all throughout history i shouldn't say yeah. that uh, but i'm just saying that now we should be shooting for accuracy on these characters especially with famous characters right yeah so. when if they want to do like stuff like having the first black whatever why don't they do a story about the first black sam um, samurai he did exist there you go this happened in history like he came from africa and he lived in japan he was like the first black samurai yep he exists so so they could do that instead of like changing like historical characters that are actually a white ethnicity well, uh, greek or you know mm -hmm. whatever like this stuff to me is like hollywood is obsessed with race, gender, sexuality, obsessed with it to the level that it's insane. Uh, and it's one of those things where I just, uh, it, to me, it's like w when they did, um, they changed uh, the race. Uh, Tilda Swinton played mm -hmm. the, the ancient one in Doctor Strange. Uh, and they did that because uh, they didn't want them to cast uh, a Tibetan actress. Yeah. Uh, they didn't want to make the character Tibetan because the Chinese box, uh, you know, China would mm -hmm. not, would have a problem with that. So they made the 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 ancient one, uh, you know, Tilda Swinton's a, yeah. a, a white woman. So Hollywood believes in this stuff up until the point where it affects their bottom line. Exactly. Then they don't care anymore, which just proves to you just how uh, empty all of this is mm -hmm. to them. So that's, I think that's where my, the, the root of my issues with a lot of their stuff when they're talking about like how, how much they're changing the world with their mm -hmm. movies. I'm like, bullshit. You're not changing anything. You're, you're out to make your money, you make your money just like mm -hmm. everything else. Uh, you, when you, when you're out to, to spread the message that only goes so far until uh, it starts to affect the money you're going to make. So exactly. I, I take an issue with this. I will say that this is a very like reasoned article for the Mary Sue, which tends to be cringe, mm -hmm. uh, to a very high level in my opinion again in yeah. my opinion don't at me it's fine it's not mm -hmm. for me uh what some have said is that despite cleopatra like okay and this is regardless at this point i think uh, while gal gadot 
uh, is a gorgeous woman and has a presence on screen. She has not proven herself to be an actress with enough range to be able to translate into a woman with as much legacy and interesting nuance as Cleopatra. I actually think that's a fairly reasonable criticism right there. Mm-hmm. Gadot is an extremely charismatic woman. She's an extremely charismatic actress, but she, she's right that there's hasn't necessarily been the... Uh, I haven't seen enough of her to say that she could play a character like uh, 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 a historical figure like this mm-hmm. uh, and do it the justice that it deserves. So that's a pretty nuanced take uh, from them here. So well, it says, um, maybe she'll surprise us. We'll have to see. But you know, smart, cl- uh, smart and sexy Cleopatra, how groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. That feels like a, a you know, like a, a snarky dig. Um, so what were you going to say? No, I was about to say like... W- as he said, like, we don't know how well her acting is because she's still, like, acting in new movies, like, that are blockbusters, too. So maybe she could pull it off. We'll see if uh, she's going to be in Death on the Nile. That comes out uh, in a month, I believe. Mm-hmm. And if perhaps she does, you know, she she has a, a better role there, mm-hmm. it's possible that that changes my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. That is a Kenneth Branagh film, and I love Kenneth Branagh's work. So yeah. we will see how that goes. Uh, I, I, I am interested to see it. I, I do think Gadot could pull off the magnetic uh, physical presence that Cleopatra needs on uh, ne- would need to have on camera. Yeah. I don't know necessarily that she would be able to pull off the nuance in the vocal delivery mm-hmm. uh, and the in the less uh, physical aspects of it. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, either way, I'll go. We'll go to see it just because there's a lot of interest surrounding it, involving people who have criticisms about that aspect, our own criticisms about these things. So mm-hmm. a lot going on. Wonder Woman. Cleopatra, it is what it is. We probably could have made our own segment about just that one, but we could have. It's a Gal Gadot roundup. Yep. So and also we did have anime news updates. So. Yep, that was our anime news. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I said that. I know, but it be it's just cute because like once in a while we can mix it up with other things. We do need a food um, a food segment because there's new trendy foods that are out. Well, it has to be related to pop culture. It is because it's trendy foods that's awesome on tiktok okay we'll we'll look into it we'll mm-hmm. maybe we'll do that next we'll we'll look into it and we'll maybe do that next week yeah we so, just need a segment for it where i geek out about food anything that gets you excited miracle i am uh, happy to to start working on so that you can yeah. be excited about your job about your work here i am excited i just don't sleep well this is true she yeah. does not sleep well you know what miracle why don't you because it's Friday, we're closing up shop for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell everyone your social media? I don't have social media because it's poison to your brain. Is it rots your brain or poison to your brain? Did I switch it up again? Uh, you, yeah, you kind of go between the two, but I love the... the for the people, listening to the, po- the people listening to the podcast, yeah. they can't see it, but she's doing a really fantastic finger gun. Uh, well, do it one more time. Yeah, there you go. She's boom. like, hey, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, and the trigger is down too. There you go. So that Hammer down. Yeah. Hammer down. <laughs> Wait, what kind of pistol would this be? That would be, uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Have you seen the miniature pistols where it, it's on your uh, belt buckle? No. Those are like the greatest things because like it's like a hidden pistol. You think it's like a cute little piece and then bam, it's out. I'm bringing it back. Bam. Bam. It's yeah. coming back. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you again for tuning in to this episode, episode 28 of Pop Culture Crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to call it a weekend here. So Yay. if you want to watch full episodes of the podcast, you can find it on Spotify, mm-hmm. on 
iTunes, well, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, and on Pandora. The clips for each segment are on YouTube.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you look up Pop Culture Crisis on there and you click on any of those videos, the link to the Spotify playlist is right there in the description of the video. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow us on social media, follow us on Twitter. It's at popculture underscore show. And then make uh, Dane happy for us and follow yeah. us on TikTok and Facebook at Pop Culture Crisis. That is it to, that is it for this weekend guys hopefully we'll come back to you monday mm-hmm. with a review of the 355 yeah. uh box office breakdown and everything going on uh with pop culture next week we'll talk to you soon guys bye, bye. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.